This podcast is brought to you by Zoo Media, the student voice of Azusa Pacific University. For more content, please visit our website at www.zoonews.com. What's up and welcome to Zoo Podcast. I'm your host, Micah Roth, and with me today is my guy, Joe Murphy. Great to have you today on the show, Joe. Thanks for having me, Micah. Pleasure to be here. Yeah. All right, let's get into this. It's week 13 in the NFL, and it was actually a very exciting week. The Ravens and the 49ers game really lived up to the hype. Lived up to every hype and every article that's written about this game. Yeah. The Bills beat the America's team. America's team. America's own giving. How are you going to do that to the Cowboys? Their own holiday. Are you kidding me? It's It's Jerry Jones' own holiday. Insanity. (laughs) Insanity. (laughs) The Steelers get a huge division win over the Browns. Much needed win. That was a big one. Clinch that wild card spot still some play in that but it was a really good for them and then also saw last night on primetime television sunday night football bill belichick <sighs> tom brady <sighs> julian edelman the patriots lose in prime time as this this one hurts i'm as a bias i'm a patriots fan so this this is a little this one hurts for me this is bias me <laughs> we get into that one i'm gonna be i got a lot to say about that yeah. one. That, one, that one hurt that one so, hurt watching that live that hurt that definitely hurt but, I mean, the week really was very fun and exciting for Absolutely. the NFL picture. And from all this, we're starting to see the playoff picture warm up, really kind of show itself. Exactly. Of, of how it's going to be. Kind of fit into place, and you're kind of seeing more. As the season winds now, we're seeing more teams kind of get fitted into what spots they're going to be and even the chances that some teams have left to make a playoff push late in the season. So, actually, someone did the math and listened to the stat right here. With 66 games remaining in total in all of the NFL, there are about 74, get this, quintillion different ways the NFL regular season could end up. Who has that kind of time on their hands to run the probability on that? Who Okay, first off, who knows the even the, the runs of probability like that? Who knows yeah. probability that well in the position to have the power, to have the time to produce a stat like that? 74 quintillion. That's I didn't even insane. know that was a real I know, number. I didn't know that was a real number either. That's something you learn in second grade that your friends talk about. <laughs> yeah, like, that's awesome. But uh, anyways, with that, we, me and Joe will be giving our own who's in and who's out of the playoffs. So let's get right into this right here. Let's do it. The, let's let's take a look at the AFC first. The AFC division leaders in the East, obviously, are the Patriots sitting at 10-1. Yep. and one. Yep. Um, close behind them is the Bills, but we'll get to them later. Um, so the Patriots in that slot. The Ravens up north. The Ravens. Man, they're looking the fire. The NFL surprises of this year. The NFL surprises this year. Yeah. The Ravens coming into the season were, I don't, I'm not exactly sure where they're projected. I don't even think they're projected to be maybe a wild card team at, at the best. And they have lived up and surpassed any expectation that anybody's ever thought about them. I know. And you know where they did it behind? That offensive line. Ooh, you're going to go with the offensive line? I'm going to go with the offensive line. Okay, because Lamar Jackson's play has been incredible, okay, to start. So, all credit due to him, MVP caliber season so far. I give it to him. But the last couple of years, the Ravens have been making key draft selections throughout the last the last couple of years. They got um, Brown from Oklahoma last year in the first round at right tackle. They have a uh, for the last couple of years they had a Pro Bowl guard. His name is Marshall Yanda. That's that line is comparable to the Cowboys line that the Cowboys have been producing. So like have been. That's why it's like. Uh, Ezekiel Elliott's been running the ball, and now they got Mark Ingram, that ground and pound, and now you got to count from uh, Lamar Jackson the run game. 
they're dangerous. They're dangerous. Now, I'll add to that too. I think it's a it's it's the offensive lineman, but I'm going with the two tight ends. The Those tight, two tight yeah, ends, yeah. Boyle and what's An- the other guy's Andrews name? Andrew uh, Stanford. Yeah. He, Those two guys, they're, they're lining up everywhere. Sometimes they're on the line in a traditional tight end, even the double tight look. Sometimes they're out wide, you know, as a receiver. They're in close as the F. They're up as the H, as a wing. They're in all sorts of different positions, and they're amazing blockers. All of them are about 6'5", 250. It's incredible. They're lining up and almost creating like a seven-man front. Think about this. You're any opposing team, right? You say, okay, we're going to stuff the box. We're going to put seven in the box, and you're going to have to pass the ball. They line up in double tight end formation. They can block seven for seven and run read option with Lamar Jackson. You have to have eight people in the box to hope to stop. That's nine because you have to have a running back uh, contained and a quarterback contained yeah. on the read option. You have They have to have nine players in run positions to stop the run, and that leaves one-on-one matchups on the outside. You really got to credit their offensive coordinator, Greg Roman, for coming up with this sort Absolutely. of hybrid. This scheme is ridiculous. Yeah. It, it, you got the two tight end set. Their leading receiver are both tight ends. It's they, incredible. They, they got Brown out wide. Yep. You know, sometimes he's, they're yep. taking a deep That's shot. That's the deep shot. He's the deep he, shot guy. As soon as they start stuffing the box, they take deep shots, and he's open all day. Yeah, but uh, it's crazy to see this type of formations that they line up in. They're lo- they were even in a, tr- a tribe formation yesterday where with they had two F flankers right behind uh, to the sides of Lamar Jackson, wow. and then they had the running back lined up behind in the in that gun formation. Almost like a hybrid pistol kind yeah, of Yeah, it was pistol, but with two... Three, Spread out. three backs in the backfield, wow. and they're just – it's that old-school uh, West Virginia formation, and they're just pounding the ball Incredible. with it, I'm telling uh, you. keeping it on the ground. And it's been fun to watch. But Extremely. their defense has gone unlooked as well, but we'll no, get into that more yeah, as we talk about the – We're Ravens. giving the credit to the offense. We're getting, <laughs> the defense has definitely, definitely done their part too. Definitely done their part. But, yeah, we'll get into that more. But let's get back to the division leaders so far. So we said Patriots, Ravens. Yes. We've got the Chiefs. Yep. Um. Still holding that West spot. Still holding in the strong, AFC. and I think the Chiefs are being overlooked right now. Like with Patrick Mahomes coming fresh off injury and stuff like that, they still have a solid team. And in the beginning of the season, they were the talk of the town. Before yeah. the Ravens started their their eight game win streak, the Chiefs were everything to talk about. They were they were the the Patriot beaters. They were the the AFC going to be the AFC champions. And the fact I feel like the fact that they're going unlooked, I feel like they're they're in a position to be. I wouldn't say underdogs because they're not an underdog team because they are very good at eight and four, but they're a very good. You should have been betting on us type of team to come out and beat the Ravens and beat the Patriots in the AFC Championship, whatever it matches up to be. Yeah, I take a look at them and I see a team that is going to peak at the right time. Exactly. You don't want to peak too early. You know, maybe get some exactly. get some too much hype in your head. You know, maybe take a couple practices off early. They're still in that fighting mode, and I think that peak is going to hit right at the right time for them as they head into the postseason. And then also in that last spot for the um, AFC South, we've got the Texans at seven and four. Yep, the Texans. But well, I, again, we'll get into that Patriots Texans game, but I think the Texans <laughs> are playing really good football too. They are. Deshaun Watson is a one of a kind, one of a kind. Yeah, it's the teams this year. It's we're almost seeing like a new leaf being turned. In it the really NFL. is. It's like uh, it's like the Ravens, the Texans, and the Chiefs are kind of the the future of the NFL. Yeah, and the Patriots are kind of grandfather time, saying like, "Hey, <laughs> we're not we're not going away just yet. You can't you can't turn we can the full still play yet. still traditional play football exactly. ground and pound. We're gonna exactly. stay. Our quarterback's gonna be traditional. Yep. Stay in the pocket. Tom Brady but. will not run the football, <laughs> no matter what the circumstances are. But we, I did watch him yesterday, and the commentator noted just his mobility in the pocket alone the way he can climb through and I think that is an amazing piece that we really haven't been seeing that much of of Tom Brady like 
fan point. Right, and a career standpoint. And then it's funny because I think the reason he's developed that is because this might be, and again, they're a great team, and again, I'll get into this later, but the, this might be the worst offensive line he's had in his entire career because you got, you got a bunch of injuries that's happened to them. Their starting center had blood clots, couldn't play the season. He was probably their best Pro Bowl, best offensive lineman. Him being able to adapt the skill of not exactly running but having better pocket mobility, it's a, it's a side of how incredible Tom Brady is as a quarterback. But on top of that, he's had to develop that skill because of the weak offensive line play. So the fact that they're 10-2 without a great offensive line, and if you look at all the other division leaders, they all have pretty decent offensive lines, even the Texans. It's a really amazing stat that Tom Brady's been able to do that and create that ability and yeah. adapt to the circumstances that he has to do. He's still a goat, right? He's, he's still, still, I still think your he's goat. Still <laughs> he's still my guy. He's still my guy. <laughs> even I, with the Lamar Jackson. Even with the, Lamar Jackson has had eight good games. I give it to him. Amazing eight feet. And he's. I think he's going to pass the single-season record for rushing, rushing for, yeah. for beat, by Michael, Michael beat, Vick. Beat yeah. Michael Vick this season. But again, Tom Brady's 42 years old, has six rings, and been doing this for 20 years. Yeah. Still here, baby. Still here. <laughs> All right, let's move into that wild card spot. Now, there's a lot of fight over these two positions. A huge fight over this. It's just a fight. Yeah, but right now we have the Bills at 9-3. and three. They would be, as you we were talking pre-show, that they would be the division, division leaders in, in another, any other division. Any other division. They, they weren't in the have, Patriots. Yeah, they have father time in their division. They can't. <laughs> the Patriots have been the division leaders for I can't even remember how many years, and they just got that. That they tied the NFL record for most winning, like ten game winning yeah, seasons, like with like winning. seventeen years or something like. I forgot exactly what the stat was. Pretty much all of except one. Season. Exactly, all since Tom Brady. Exactly. Are you kidding me? So, so the Bills are a viable team. Josh Allen has grown in his second year. He's you a see, boy. He's too. a boy. You see him pick got, up that ball he, on. He is like if you took if you took the arm strength of a Drew Brees and you put him with a little bit of that hybrid ability, Lamar Jackson. He's no Lamar Jackson. Don't get me wrong, but he'll get you 40, 50 sneaky yards. They are, they can run read option with him. Yeah. And he can move the pocket and he can. And he's a terror to tackle. I wouldn't, I wouldn't want to. He's a big dude. You're coming up on the edge there. He's about what? Six, six, two fifty. He's a big, he's coming after you. I wouldn't want to get in the, I wouldn't want to get in the way of that too. I would not, even though he's (laughs) a quarterback, you said, I want to put a hit on him. Yeah. Ah, He might put a hit on you too. Don't think he won't. (laughs) Do not think he won't. But yeah, so they hold hold that spot, and then the Steelers hold the second spot right now to make that six teams for the AFC. The Steelers got a big division win over the Browns yesterday. Um, they're able to really establish themselves in the AFC in as that sec- in the AFC North as that second best team behind the Ravens. Yep, I've had I have bad blood for the Steelers because you know again being a Patriots fan, the Steelers are not my favorite team. But you know, I'm a Steelers fan. You are so a Steelers. I fan? am a Steelers. Like, fan. Wow. <laughs> My thing is the Steelers, it's their like what I give them credit for is they have no Big Ben. No Big Ben. No Antonio Brown. No We're on our third Brown. string quarterback That's right what now. I'm saying. Boyle. Third string. Their offensive line, they have no Pouncey, who's the leader of the offensive yeah, line. Yeah, and because he, he's the ejection for Earth. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. that that division win was a statement saying no matter what the circumstances are for our squad. We are a winning we culture. Are, we're gonna win here. We have a winning culture and we're gonna win here. Again, Bad blood for the Steelers. The Browns, you know, the Browns did what they did, but the Steelers came out with a big statement win, and that's yeah. it's incredible. That's where I see two of these NFL season of really the motto of it is playing good defense. Exactly. And if you can play good defense, no matter what, you're gonna have a chance. And I think the Steelers are finally playing good defense again. It's been a struggle for they the are. past couple, maybe four to five years. Yeah. Finding that identity finding, of yeah, that that Steelers. Yeah, we got the Devin Bush. We've yeah, got exactly. the TJ Watt. Right. They've got the Minka Fitzpatrick, which That's, was the, that was a huge the trade. trade of the, the trade of the year. year absolutely, really. absolutely. I thought, as soon as I saw them pick them up, I said they're going all in for this. They yeah. want this. They need this defense. 
And yeah. I thought it was really... And most teams at this... At mo- I, you would look at this too and you say, most teams at that point, you're like, okay, we started 0-4. And most people say, all right, it's might be a wrap. Exactly. You lose your quarterback, you do this, you do that, and then all of a sudden you go 0-4 and, and you're thinking, okay, we rebuild, we'll get a good pick, and we can come back stronger. But they're saying, we're going to keep it all in. All we're going to go get season. that draft pick exactly. from Minka Fitzpatrick. All right, and we're going to throw away a draft pick and get Minka Fitzpatrick, and he's come in and he's come been in. a terror for quarterbacks. The accusation that I think goes unnoted, and this goes back years. This is not a recent thing, but the accusation of Joe Hayden way back in the day at that corner position, he, he sealed the game last night. Yeah. He got the game-sealing interception. I think having his presence as a leader on this offensive, this uh, this defense uh, has really honed in that secondary, and then you add Minka to that, and now Minka has a role model and a mentor to look up to in terms of Joe Hayden, and he's just... That defense is really killing. Yeah, killing right now. I would like to be over there, just in the yeah, Steelers that, squad. That would be that would be big time. That would be big time. <laughs> That's awesome. All right. So, anybody in the hunt right now? I think the teams that could potentially take the Bills and Steelers' place, it would be a tough, and a lot of situations would have to happen. But the Titans, Raiders, and Colts are the teams right now in the hunt that could potentially find their way into a wild card spot. Who for you is? the team to do so okay so for me out of those three teams i only have two of them being legitimate candidates to actually take a spot um the colts they stay sit at six and six ninth seed in this whole in the whole big picture of the afc they have i think the best offensive line in the nfl right now they have the best guard and the overall best offensive lineman i've ever seen play the game of football quentin nelson oh yeah absolutely incredible i saw a clip yesterday of he's slide he's at left guard he's sliding left protections going left they bring a safety off the edge he opens up goes in front of Jacoby Brissett and kicks out a safety on the opposite side of the line that's going over three linemen that's, that's five gaps right there. that's five gaps he's sliding left he's supposed to have his eyes out left for him to have the vision to see and I watched it he doesn't even see that the guy blitzing he watches the linebacker in front of him sees him go to the opposite side for coverage immediately knows from film that if he goes that way in coverage, he sees the D-line slant, he has to open up. He knows where that guy's coming, picks it up, and they score a touchdown on the play. Incredible. I think that that kind of leadership and that kind of play with the Colts and their Colts offense is moving and the defense is picking up, I think that if they finish season out strong, I think they can get in there in one of the wild card slots. And led by Jacoby Brissett, who there was some talk that is this the guy of the future? Is this not the guy of the future? He's had some kind of off and yeah, he's on had off play, and on. Yeah. but I think he does have a serious talent. He does, he does. That's that's not to be overlooked. It's not one of those. Oh, he's had a one or two good season, and that's it. I think the kid has very good potential. Especially, it's like you look back with the 49ers and Garoppolo. The he they come from that championship DNA. You can't, you cannot. I'm telling you, Father Time, the grandfather of football right now. You cannot back to take, the page. Yeah, back to it's again. I'm biased. I can't help it. You cannot take away from uh, Brissett and Garoppolo those years of playing the behind. Learning, you can't Tom Brady, take that away. Josh Daniels, take that away. Belichick, exactly. Those. Are you kidding me? Like, like look at Tom Brady's physical attributes. He's got none. You know what I'm saying? He mm-hmm. should again. Six round draft pick, like that's not how ninety ninth overall. Yeah, that's not how things should be. <laughs> the fact if you learn his mental side, and they have through those years of seeing behind him, you add Garoppolo's more athletic than Brady, Brissett's way more athletic than both of them. You add those physical intangibles to the the learning of to, the learning and the knowledge that Tom Brady has given them. That's a franchise quarterback right then and yeah. there over everybody. I would take Brissett and Garoppolo with those knowledge and the mediocre athleticism than someone with no no mental game and all the athleticism in the world. Because they, they they're they suited to lead a team. And I think the grit, too, from him being able exactly. to start the season, 
being th- almost really thrown in there yeah. because you get really? the whole idea of Andrew Luck retiring. Oh, Andrew Luck retiring. Right, Don't get me started on that. Right at oh. the time of the preseason. Yep, incredible. And then he gets thrown into the fire. Hey, you are the guy. <laughs> the dude. You are. This, we're going all in on you right you now. You are. Franchises, right? Going to take us yep. to the promised land. It's all on you. Yep. And that's some big shoes to fill, not only because Andrew Luck was a great quarterback, but just for a personal standpoint exactly. of, I've got to lead this yep. team. And you come in as a backup a quarterback. You're seat. in the same situation. You're, you're behind a great quarterback, and you're thinking, okay, I'm going to learn. I'm going to do my thing. I'm going to get mine on the side. And all of a sudden, I love Andrew Luck. I think he's a great guy, but I did draft him uh, second round in fantasy this year. <laughs> and then a week into, in, week into after my draft, he, he retired on me, so I'm probably not having the best fantasy season. But besides that, great quarterback, Tom Brady, Esque in terms of just the mental and the kind of person you are. Stanford nerd. Exactly. It's Stanford nerd turned NFL stud. Yeah. He, and then showing everything he did to Brissett, and you can really see it paying off. And that's why I think Brissett is a franchise, at least the direction they want to go for the future for the Colts. Well, let's let's bump on over to the NFC right now. Yeah, let's do it. Now, the division leaders for the NFC in the West are, of course, the 49ers playing great defense at 10-2 and right now. And, man, that game was so close. It was so close. Oh, Oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness. That was was one of those games where you're like – our respect. Like, yes, it was one of those games where you, there's no bad blood. Afterwards. You you can't. I can't. I see. After the game, my takeaway is one of, or one of my takeaways. I can't sit here and say the Ravens are. They're extreme. They're not. I can't say one team is legitimately better than the other. It was they, basically a, whoever ended up with the football last. last. That was that was, that was the win. one. That was the one. And then I was watching that last five minute drive the Ravens put on when they were they were marching on the field, getting those slow, methodical first downs. I said, I said, if the Ravens give this ball up, it's game. If they keep this ball. And they can get the field goal mark. It's game. It's game. I, I was literally like, this is this is all comes down to this clock management and who can do this thing better. And the Ravens pulled it out. Ravens pulled it out with ten yeah. and two. Now they got both ten and two records, and it's gonna it's shaping up to be a t- incredible playoffs. And then down in the south, it's the Saints at ten and two. They were pretty much have that division on lockdown. Yep. I think one of the things about the Saints is I think they're kind of in the same boat as the as the Chiefs. They come out, the Saints come out, kick off the season very very good. Drew Brees gets hurt. Teddy Bridgewater steps in there. They go five and zero under Teddy Bridgewater. That's what I'm saying. And they're just kind of dismissing that, like they just had their backup quarterback come in and go five and zero. I'm wondering why aren't teams asking for trades right now? Exactly. Teddy Bridgewater is a stud quarterback. If you're the, in my opinion, you're the Steelers, you get Teddy. You go, go after. Him. You go after. You yeah. go after that. If you're the uh, the Chicago Bears, you go after Teddy Bridgewater. If you're the Vi- the Vikings are in their own boat. I can't. They're Kirk Cousins things, but I think you go after you put you piece Kirk Cousins. You piece that big contract. You get a draft pick in there. You go after Teddy Bridgewater because he's shown you back to the Vikings. Back huh? to the Vikings. Yeah. Why would you not? Like, t- there's no reason. Yeah. No. He's shown you you can win in a good system. The Vikings. I think the Vikings have one of the overall best roster in the NFL. Their run game is solid too with uh, Cook. Yeah, right Dalvin there. Cook, and again, is very offensive line. <laughs> offensive line and he's honestly should be you hear about a lot about McCaffrey running the no, ball he, for MVP caliber yes Cook is right there with right him there. he was the he was a rushing leader I think for like the first seven weeks in the end I think um, he yeah. still is he might be yeah, yeah I think so I believe so I think I think McCaffrey might have him in like scrimmage yards but besides that yeah whew, Dalvin Cook going back to the Saints though um the fact that they were able to endure that 5-0, and or going 5-0 and with Teddy Bridgewater and then having Drew Brees come back that shows you that they're their all-time great Hall of Fame quarterback, Drew Brees, can leave for five games, heal his thumb, and they can have a backup quarterback yeah. come in and still go 5-0. and that's, a, no, that's no discredit to Teddy Bridgewater. He held it down, and he was an offensive killer. But that shows overall as a team how well they are, 
how construct how well constructed that front office made that team. Yeah. The fact that now they're sitting at ten and two, and I think again, same boat as the Chiefs, peaking at the right time, coming in as the quote unquote underdogs. They're not. They're no one's talking about it. Everyone's talking. They're all talking 49ers. They're all talking Ravens. Like they are. They are being overlooked for no reason right now. They are. They, I think they're the best team in the NFC right now. Yeah. For me, honestly, it's it's going to be the 49ers and the Saints in that NFC championship. Absolutely. Ab- and then what? Uh, 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 you, what are you thinking? Uh, you're thinking. I like Vikings. I'm thinking I so I like the Vikings in terms of the roster, but I think the Seahawks are playing great football. That's true. That like again, again, the Seahawks are not even a division leader, but they're playing such good football. Like let's let's think about the two okay, the best team in the NFL right in terms of overall this season and besides let's see, let's go NFC has been the 49ers. Who are the who's the one of the two teams that dethroned the 49ers? The same, I mean the uh, the Seahawks. Seahawks. You know what I'm saying? Russell Wilson's MVP caliber season is too. Again, yes. r- the Ravens and Lamar Jackson has but stopped all. You know that. who they didn't have in that Seahawks game with the 49ers? They didn't have George Kittle. Now, George Kittle has big, been the X factor for that the, team. for the offense on the offense side of the offense. Ball. You even in the run game, you yeah, see that's him true. in the yeah, run blocking, game. Oh my people. gosh, absolutely kill that him. run. He it's the same thing as the Ravens, as I was saying with those two tight ends with Boyle. Yep, and you saw him go in motion all the time, playing that wing H spot, playing the F spot. These guys who are just amazing pass. Yep. He's a dynamic pass dynamic catcher. as can and then be. he can get off the edge and block a defensive end. It's incredible. Oh, to seal the yeah. end. We're talking about he's blocking running. Jadavion Clowney type thing. Like that's yeah. not no easy feat if you're a if you're a tight end like that, especially right. lining up in those H positions stuff like that. That's incredible. So I think I think that. that for me is was a little bit of a peak to the 49ers. It is. It uh, ab- it absolutely that, is. That. Absolutely is. Again, no Seahawks discredit team. to the Seahawks, but I think the Seahawks are playing good football. All right, let's move on over to the North. We've got the Packers leading it at nine and three. Good old Pack Town, Jesus. So the only reason they've got that spot locked down instead of the Vikings is because they beat them head to head. Exactly. The thing about the Packers is my my opinion in terms. Of, I think the Packers probably have the best defense they've had in the last last five, six, seven years. My thing with the Packers is the reason why they're not twelve and zero is Aaron Rodgers' performance. Strictly, Aaron Rodgers in the first time of his career has not had to carry a load in terms of the entire team his whole career he's been not only carrying the offensive load for the Packers he's carrying the team's load he's putting the entire squad on his back and I think he's had one of his worst producing seasons in the last couple of years yeah I get this guy right here the defense for the 49ers they played them a week ago uh, in week 12 and Rodgers only passed for 104 yards and he was sacked five times think about this you're Aaron Rodgers you're taught you're for the last your entire career has been I'm a better athlete than Tom Brady. I should have just as many rings as Tom Brady. I'm the better quarterback. Now you have the best defense of your life, still a better athlete than Tom Brady, and you can't go out there and win the you can't go out there and, and dominate a conference. You can you're winning your division. That's good. That's good. I'm telling you, the defense has been the key. And then that's the theme of, of the NFL this year is defense. But Aaron Rodgers has an opportunity that he should be throwing 350 a game, three touchdowns, going 24 for 26, and absolutely destroying defenses. And the Packers would be 12 and 0 right now, because they that kind of de- it's like it's like right now the Patriots sit at 10 and 2. They're only two losses. They've had a couple of injured guys, and again the offensive line play. But the Patriots defense is incredible, incredible defense. And Tom Brady knows that. So when he goes into games, he knows okay, my defense is going to shut teams out. I got to put up two, three scores. We win the game. Mm-hmm. And Aaron Rodgers should have the same mindset, but he's had he doesn't. He doesn't have he hasn't had the same killer instinct that Tom Brady has this season. 
And then you look over to the Cowboys, who are holding that last They're spot. They're holding it at six. And six. At six that's incredible. That's the, that's the testament of the NFC. The NFC. And that, especially that division specifically. That di- no, that division right That there, division. Yeah. Think about it. The Bills are nine and three, and they're in the wild card run. And you got the Cowboys at six and six mm-hmm. as a division. The Seahawks leader. are at. That's incredible. Yeah. Seahawks, Seahawks are nine and two. And nine and two. Vikings <gasps> eight and three. And Cowboys are holding their division at six and six. And then who's behind the Cowboys? I believe it's the Eagles at five and seven, yeah, right? Eagles so at five division. and seven. And then you also the Redskins are still in the hunt somehow. How are the because of the whole the, they're three and nine. They're in three the hunt. and nine in the that eight, division. Nine. I can't mess with that division. That division is <laughs> they need to shake that division up. I can't I can't do that anymore. The fact that the Cowboys are six and six coming off of two big losses, it and still sitting on top of a division leader in the playoff push is it's and Roger, like Roger Goodell, what are we doing here, man? What are we doing? We can't we can't do this anymore, man. It's the NFC East for you. NFC East, man. All right, and then we're looking at the teams who are in the hunt right now. We've got the Rams at seven and five. Big embarrassing huge embarrassing play against yeah. the Ravens exactly. a week ago. But they did get a needed win they against did come the Cardinals. Back. That is the division back. win that they did need. They're still in the hunt at seven and five. My, I think that's really the only team in my opinion. That's in the hunt in this picture. That's in the hunt in I this think picture. So well. But you could also say I would say the Eagles. And I don't know about the Redskins, but the Eagles definitely against the Cowboys getting that division spot. But these wild card spots are going to be tough, uh, super tough. To because you got you think about the wild card spots right now. You have Seahawks again playing great football at nine and two in the wild card, and then the Vikings again. My opinion, overall best roster built in the NFL right now at eight and three. Those are your two wild card spots. You're the Rams. You're sitting at seven and five. You just got a much needed win. Jared Goff played amazing. I think he had uh, his rec- a personal record of. Like 350 yards at half, like that was a much needed statement yeah. game. But besides that, your your chances of getting in the wild card are slim to none, just because of the fact that the two teams in front of you are just playing and inc- that they're playing incredible in the division that they're in. Or everyone's playing incredible. It's a tough spot for the Rams, but if, if I think they they might have they have to win out for them to even have a talk to even be in the in the final picture. Yeah, it's gonna be tough to get those wild card spots. The big matchup will be that Eagles versus Cowboys later on. In the That's going to be a huge matchup um, to see really who's going to take that division. And I think it all spot. depends. That game, I think it all depends on how the Cowboys take the rest of the season because you come in as a Cowboys first couple weeks, you're beating teams, but then again, you're beating teams that are under 500 and they're not even uh, above 500 now. You go out there the last two weeks, you had two statement losses, right? Statement losses, not statement wins, statement losses. <laughs> one against yep. the Patriots on primetime television yep. and then one against – uh, the Bills on a national holiday. Holiday, <laughs> on their own holiday. That is that Patriots holiday. loss. That game. That Patriots loss in for the Cowboys. That was a rainstorm, wet storm. I was watching people slip up and down the field the entire game. That game, there was. It got to a point where I think it was in the fourth quarter. The sc- the final score was thirteen nine. We get in the fourth quarter and Ezekiel. I think with about ten minutes left to go, Ezekiel Elliott. Uh, yeah, Ezekiel Elliott did not get a carry in the last ten minutes of the game. It's wet, it's rainy, and you got Dak Prescott throwing forty nine attempts. That's not that's not what we should be doing here. They should be they could have. I think again, Patriots fan, but I think the Cowboys could have beat the Patriots two weeks ago if they would have stuck to the ground. And they do have that new offensive coordinator who was their backup uh, quarterback, Kellen yep. Moore. Yep. Is it a little bit of him and his first year as the offensive coordinator? A little I, bit of. It might be Jason Garrett. It, my, okay, my thing with it is, I think no matter what, your offensive coordinator, you're new. You you should know the kind of situations and stuff like. You should know how to maneuver things. You should know. Okay, it's going to be rainy. Playing a good defense. I have the best offensive line in football when it's rainy and you can't throw the ball the balls are wet 
you have to know that I can lean on my star running back and my star offensive line to win a game. And 10 minutes left to go in the fourth quarter, you don't hand it off to your star running back that you just yeah. paid $20 million a season for? For me, though, it was earlier in the game. Is He he wasn't getting the surge that he normally gets. He Because, again, it's wet. It's slippery. It's hard to be that dynamic power runner when every time you put so much pressure on your foot, it, the ground gives up. Right yeah, I'm even talking about the uh, Thanksgiving game as well against the Bills. He didn't. They just did not. The running game did not look like the Cowboys de- de- uh, normally do because you had the offensive linemen who are just – those guys are studs, studs in nature. And nobody should be able – they should be getting three yards of carry at, at least. At least. With that, with that push with that line, and that running, that that running, running back, back. It's absolutely – but they're still getting eaten up in the backfield. That's a testimony to the Bills' defense, the though, Bills defense, for, for yeah, sure. Incredible. The but Bills' I, box is definitely incredible. I still think, though, that you got to be able to run this ball in this league if you that's not to. what this year is telling us. You have to. Exactly. And I think, especially with the, the theme being defense and being able to have a good offensive line and really run the ball is a, is, is a big statement in terms of how teams are winning games. And I think the Cowboys had the talent to do it. I just think that Jason Garrett, in terms of the offense, the direction they're trying to go, is there, I've watched it. Dak Prescott's throwing 35-plus attempts every game. They're trying to sling the ball. They want to get the ball to Mari Cooper. And as much as those weapons are weapons are nice and they should be, they should be a secondary asset to the run game. You should have – your run game should – Zeke has to run the ball 22 times a game. He should be having 130 yards, two touchdowns, and then you should have Amari Cooper catching 100 yards, one touchdown because people are now stacking the box. They really got to take a test – testimony there to the Ravens offense they got to take a look at it yep. and say we got to form they have the model they have the model the, that is the model especially if you got a guy like Des Prescott who can run the ball he's exactly. got he's a very they good have athlete. they have they're they're the budget Ravens offense right now they're really the budget Ravens offense. I think they have and I think they have a better offensive line than the Ravens yeah the Cowboys offensive line they have Tyrone Smith Hall of Famer pro bowler they have Zach Martin Hall of Famer pro bowler Travis Frederick at center, Hall of Famer Pro Bowler. And then they have young Lyle Collins at right tackle, who is a future Hall of Famer Pro Bowler. <laughs> they have four Pro Bowl offensive linemen, that, and they can't run the ball. Tell me what's wrong there. That's not the right picture. That ain't it. It's either scheme or play Something calling. Like Jason Garrett's got to go. Get Lincoln Riley in there. <laughs> Lincoln get, Riley. Get Lincoln I also are hearing, though, uh, Rex Ryan. You heard of Rex that? Rex, I, I haven't heard, heard that? that yet. Rex Ryan. I heard that. I, Rex does not deserve another coach this year. I can't roll with Rex. <laughs> I heard Ryan. that too. I was like, you can't put no, old Rex back. No, you in can't. There. Rex does not deserve another chance. Especially, I would give Urban Meyer a shot in the NFL before I give uh, Rex Ryan another chance. I think it's a tough job. Although the Cowboys' job is very appealing to a lot of people, Extremely but you have appealing. to be a yes man to Jerry Jones. Exactly. That's the only problem. A lot of guys and won't think, do that. I think Rex Ryan would not be a guy who would just be a yes man. That, see, that's my issue too in terms of the coaching situation there in in uh, in Dallas. You got Jerry Jones, who you have to be a yes man to, and his number one candidate that I've read is going to be Lincoln Riley from Oklahoma. Lincoln Riley, Oklahoma, is the man there. Yeah, his offense is incredible. They've got winning seasons. He's winning. He's winning bowl games. All of a sudden, you move up to the next level, and that's a great move. But now you're no longer the dude. You're no longer the guy that has all the power. You have to answer to Jerry Jones. I don't even know like if a guy like that would take a, would take that. And I think he's their best candidate. I don't think the Cowboys will be elite, elite. We're talking ten and three, ten and two division leaders until they upgrade that coaching position because Jason Garrett has had the throne too long and has not done enough with the position and the talent he's had. All right, that's it for our playoff predictions. Now we're going to move into our last segment here. We're we're going to talk about NFL Week Thirteen game of the week, and of course, this one comes with no surprise as it was the week's most anticipated game. And many be in contention for game of the year. Yep. If you like physical ground and pound football, you definitely <laughs> like the Ravens versus 49ers oh game. My We're in the pouring rain. Oh my goodness. It's cold. Yep. It's a sloppy wet field. Yep. 
And it's also, I thought it was a fun fact, it's a rematch of Super Bowl Forty Seven that we saw. But yeah, these two teams very look very, very different than they were at that Super Way back Bowl. in the time. Way back in the time. For the Ravens, it's similar in the only aspect that John Harbaugh is still the head coach. That's it. Everything but we have offensive coordinator Greg Roman who's come in and totally revamped this offense. And they put Lamar Jackson, got the keys of the kingdom. He's sitting there. At nine and two, he's already got 876 yards rushing on the season. I think it went up to 900 after the 49ers yeah, game. Yeah, he's, he's probably about a buck fifty behind Michael Vick for the. He's going to be winning that. He's got seven touchdowns on the year, rushing alone. <laughs> Their defense is giving up 18.4 points per game. Last two, three weeks, they've only given up 13 total points allowed. That team is just looking like nobody has an answer for them. Nobody. They, they went in. They played. Bill Belichick, the master of mastermind defense. defensive scheme, and they didn't have an answer for the best him. coach. They didn't. They did not. My thing is again, biased, biased Patriots fan talking here. My thing is, is I was watching that game and I saw Bill Belichick throwing every formation he had at them, and I Bill Belichick again, mastermind of 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 football. I think the Patriots were throwing every formation and every everything they had at the Ravens so that they could see all the answers that the Ravens were putting out there because they they know, okay, we're going to see this team in the, in the AFC Championship. Mm-hmm. Let's get everything out there right now. Let's see every coverage. Let's see every formation they have. And then we have weeks, and we have weeks to build on that, to watch film. Because, again, we know we're going to be we're gonna win out. We're going to do the things we have to do. Again, we'll get back in that Texans loss. But they um, they see all the formations. They're, they're watching film. They're game planning for the AFC Championship. And, again, in the NFL, in any sport, it's always hard to beat a team twice. And I think that the Patriots threw everything out and the Ravens threw everything at them so that the Patriots can kind of watch film and, and game plan for them. But the Rave, you can't you can't take credit away from that Ravens offense being able to go into in into um, the in the game at Foxborough. No, they no, were, it was at it was at Baltimore. Ravens were at the Baltimore. Okay, you go in there and Tom, you got Tom Brady coming into town, and to go against that defense and to dominate that defense in that kind of fashion. That that's that's a testimony to how good that offense is playing right now. I know. And then you looked over at the uh, 49ers, who have a totally different staff than they did back in Super Bowl 47. They've got new general manager John Lynch, who is bringing in the defensive lineman. He's a he's a former D- draftman drafting him. Yeah, he's a former DB, and so he knows the power of good D lineman. He even said it that. When he went look back when he was playing on the Buccaneers and they won that Super Bowl, they had Warren Sapp up front. So when he can get guys like that up front, it helps you in the back end to be able to play at a so much better level. And I think the 49ers back end doesn't get enough credit for what they're doing with it Richard doesn't. Sherman and Jimmy Ward. Absolutely doesn't. It's, it, it goes it goes hidden behind that D line though. Yeah, that, that D line though, you got to give credit to them, man. Right. Bosa, DeForest Buckner, there's those guys got are Solomon playing. Thomas. Those guys are playing playing lights out. That's they got two organ boys on that line. Yeah, two organ boys. They two got Stanford boys. guy. Yep. And they're just looking like Ohio State repping in there too. <laughs> <Hell yeah. laughs> they're looking like that, you know, old school steel curtain back in the day. Oh yeah, old school steel <laughs> got curtain. Joe Green. Yeah, that guys. was now that was a line. But, but they got a. Uh, also, their leading tackler is uh, their linebacker, Fred Warner, who is really the leader of this defense. Exactly. And he's, you could see him calling and calls all the time and just being that leader for their defense. And I think it's perfect, though. You got him at leading and you got him the leading tackler, the le- really the leadership role in there, and he's able to make all the calls. And then from there, you have assets to rely on. When you're a linebacker and you're making those kind of calls and you kind of have that pressure of like, okay, I got to cover the field. I really got to do yeah. everything myself. I do everything. Everything. Yeah, that's you get that gets in your head. But now that you know I can make a call and I got I got guys behind me in coverage. I got guys rushing the passer that can move the quarterback. That puts more faith in me and my ability to know that I got my assignment. That's all I got to worry about. 
Yeah. That's a really good spot to be in if you're Fred Warner. Fred Warner. And then this defense, of course, as as already noted, against Rodgers when they played, you know, the Hall of Fame quarterback, they had led them to only 104 yards passing and five sacks. They just have a suffocating front. Their back end is just as good. Nobody has an answer for their defense until Lamar Jackson. Lamar Jackson. Lamar Jackson and the Ravens. Lamar Jackson has And the, the crazy stat about this game, too, is I'm looking at it. It's You got Jimmy Garoppolo throwing the ball 21 times, completing 15 of them for 165 yards, one tub. Then you got Lamar Jackson throwing the ball twenty three times for four, uh, completing fourteen attempts and a hundred and five for a one touchdown. That's a testimony to the ground game. You have their ground game. They ran Lamar Jackson had sixteen carries for a hundred and one yards, one tub, and then you got Mark Ingram fifteen times, fifty nine yards, and then you go to the 49ers side of the ball. You got Rasheem uh, Mozart got nineteen carries, one hundred forty six yards, one touchdown. That's just a testimony to how ground and pound this game really was. That we got two all-star quarterbacks, two Pro Bowl quarterbacks, franchise quarterbacks, only throwing the ball 21 and 23 times when we just talked about a guy like Dak Prescott throwing the ball 49 times. That is really the future mold of the NFL, and I think we're going to be seeing it. And the reason why I think the Ravens are edging out in this whole play is because everybody's trying to play this style of football. We run the ball well, we play good defense, and we're just our quarterback – at many times, and a lot of these teams is just a game manager. That's it. But the fact that they have an X factor dynamic player in Lamar Jackson, who is able to just be uh, an amazing player, these the plays that I've seen him of where they're able to fake it to the running back, lead ISO up the A gap. The running back becomes the fullback. Lamar With Jackson Lamar becomes the running back, and they're they've got an extra hat in the box, and there's just no there's not enough people in the box to be able to deal with that. You got Fred Warner having to take on that lead blocker in the running back of uh, Ingram or whoever else they got in there. They got a multitude they got of guys. A multitude of guys. And and then you got Lamar Jackson's able to break off that for at least a seven yard and it's this free safety having to come yep. down and make that one on you got Lamar Jackson one on one with your free safety in the run game. I like our opportunity to score every yeah. single time. I'll take that matchup any day. He's just a man amongst boys out there athletically. It, it's incredible. And going back to the the run game they have as a defense, you know you're the forty nine ers defense, arguably the best defense in the NFL right now. You have to account for eleven guys on the field. And, again, that kind of sounds sounds redundant because, again, there's 11 guys on both sides of the ball. But in the run game, typically, if you don't have, like, let's say you're going against the Patriots, you don't have to worry about Tom Brady in the run game. You mm-hmm. can stick to the 10-man. You know, okay, there's no reason to cover Tom Brady. We don't have to spy. We don't have to, we don't have to contain him. Then you go against a guy like Lamar Jackson, and they got designed run plays for him with extra lead blockers. You got to bring safeties into the box. You got to do anything else like that. Now you're rolling down safeties in the box. As soon as they run play action, they got John Brown at the top, that kind of speed. Telling you this this offense is dynamic. It's new. It's the future, and they're they're showing it right now. Yeah, I was looking at another play that they had where they pulled both guards over to the right side of the field, and Lamar Jackson was faking it left to his running back. And you know when you got both those people pulling, yeah. there it's that's not it's a designed run yes, play for Lamar headed. Jackson. Yep. And so it's he's faking it. It's a little window dressing, but. Him being able to pull it, and then they have those two, uh, as you're saying, those two yep. guards up front. Those guys are just leading Creating the way. Creating movement. And the old school blocking in that game was just so fun to watch. Incredible. Between you, Kittle the on the 49ers guys. game yep. and Boyle on the other side of the game and just both offensive lines, or lines playing, the old school ground and pound football was alive and well this past yep. weekend. And it's starting to show a hybrid form of, yeah, we're going to be in the box, run the ball down these guys' throats, but then have that occasional complimentary spread uh, package. I think it's perfect because you go back to the last couple of years, and especially let's go to like the a team we really haven't talked about, like the Cardinals. 
them drafting Kyler Murray and you got uh, Cliff uh, Cliff Kingsbury coming in with that offense and turning, we're going to air raid and we're going to really let this thing go. You look at the two best teams in the NFL right now, they're playing old school football, but they, they're they able to accept the fact that the, the league is, is leaning towards air game and we're going to keep it old school by dominating you on the ground. But as soon as, soon as you, you bite and you start really trying to crunch in and hone in on that aspect of the of our offense, we're letting this thing rip. We're spreading the ball out. we got four receivers, no tight end set, and we're actually ripping that thing. And it's incredible that both offenses have, have been able to incorporate that in their game. Yeah, this game could end up being really the Super Bowl this year. It really could. Again, that hurts me to say that, Patriots fan. But I, <laughs> I, I agree with you. I, it could be. I think a couple things will have to go a certain way, but I think it easily could be. All right, well, thank you, Joe, for coming on the show today. It's been a pleasure and super fun talking to you. I appreciate this was this was this is the most fun I've ever had <laughs> talking to NFL. All right, well, thanks for tuning into Zoo Podcast. Um, I'm your host, Michael Roth. Music brought to you by Ben Sound.